This is a team that consistently is going to be in position to contend because of how talented they are. The reality of it is, those guys can play. In the AFC, so watch out for the Baltimore Ravens this season. Players in the NFL, certainly one of the best players at quarterback. They got a guy at tailback in J.K. Dobbins, who I think could be an all-pro. They got one of the best tight ends in football, a plethora of perimeter weapons, some health on the offensive line, a very good defensive line, one of the better young linebackers in the NFL, and a top-five secondary. And no one talks about it. Welcome back to another episode of At The Bank, a Baltimore Ravens podcast. As y'all can see, we in this little tiny-ass screen today, man, because <laughs> me and my guy couldn't really get the, the, the camera thing together, but we're going to make a do with it do, you feel me? I would like to introduce <laughs> my Washington commander, fan, my guy, my man, Mr. Purnell, a.k.a. Sports PSP. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. How's everything going? Oh, man, it's going, man. I cannot complain, man. How about you? Can't complain, man. Can't get um, football season's almost around the corner. And, of course, even though preseason, but we got the Monday night football game between our teams. So Yes, yeah. sir, man. And it's the battle of the I-95 because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the commanders is pretty much right down the road, you know, still in Maryland, not a D.C. team, but, you know, Still in Maryland, still <laughs> Landover, Maryland. Yeah, hey, hey still yeah. in Maryland, but you know, I mean, it is what it is, we, man. We, we trying to work on, we we trying to work something on that. Give us some time. Give us some time. Hey, man, with that new ownership y'all have, man, I, I I wouldn't put it past it, man. So speaking of ownership, why are we on it real quick, man? So what's your intake so far of y'all new ownership now since Dan Snyder is out the office now? Man, Dev, I I I've been. This has been. This is huge, man. We finally no longer have to deal with Dan Snyder's mess anymore. So I'm very happy, very elated that we have Josh Harris and Magic Johnson running the show. I'm also very happy with who we have as our offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy. I love it for Washington because finally, finally, for once, we can move on. That's the bottom line. At the end of the day, it's going to take us some time, but at the end of the day, we can finally move on. At least one thing for Commanders fans, we no longer have Dan Snyder, but unfortunately for New York Knicks fans, y'all still with James Dolan. So, (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the Knicks fan. NBA season be here before you know it. But like you said, man, now now since y'all moved on, new ownership, do y'all feel like y'all head coach uh, spot is up for grabs now. Do you think Ron will finish out this year, or you think Eric Bieniemy going to get his going to get his call early? I believe Eric Bieniemy is going to finally get his day to be a head coach. The I mean, look, Ron Rivera with the new ownership, the new ownership is going to move on from him. Why not give it to EB? Magic Johnson talks about giving black people, African Americans, and opportunities, and we all in for that. Why not mm-hmm. give it to a dude in EB who comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree? Okay, who I mean, think about it. Doug Peterson, he never called plays. Matt Nagy, um, all the other coaches, even though they turned out excellent and great, they never called plays under Andy Reid. But yet they uh, but yet Eric Bienmi has to deal with all these accusations. This dude has what it takes 
to be the guy, even though Ron Rivera admitted there, there were uh, players that were a little too concerned about his intensity, even though he did admit he stuck his foot in his mouth. But this dude has all the makings for a head coach. If you listen to the Chiefs players, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, former players like Tyreek Hill, Jamal Charles, they've said nothing but great things about EB. Not as a play caller, but as a person as far as getting the guys to play at a high level. And finally, we have something like him in Washington. I mean, Washington before, it was a disaster. Now with the new ownership and with EB running the show, I, why not give him the job? I mean, if he can do something with Sam Howell, even though I'm a little unsure about him, I'm quite sure you. I, I had you on my podcast. If he can do some things, hey, finally give EB the recognition that he's due, man. So what you think it's going to take for Ashley EB to get it? Do you think it's going to take for Ron to fail a little bit in the beginning of the season? Probably. Yes. yes. Or like I two or four or something in that nature? If the commanders end up, let's say two and six or one and five, somewhere around those lines, mm -hmm. Ron, I'm sorry, but we got to move on. I think it's time for EB to finally get that chance. And if EB does well, well enough to keep us in playoff contention, why not keep him? Why not have him? This dude has all the right makings. Like I said, Andy Reid coaching tree. He knows offense. Players have said nothing but great things about him. Only negative person that we know that says something negative about him is LaShawn McCoy, and we all know how terrible his takes are. Why not give EP a chance? He has all the makings. You never know. It's like Barry tells me all the time. You never know unless you try. Why not if you're Washington? This is a guy who can help us get to where we need to be. It's about culture. It's about change. Why not that? And especially if you're Josh Harris and Magic Johnson, and especially Magic Johnson, you talk about African-Americans and blacks getting an opportunity as far as these types of jobs. We all know about how complicated it is for black coaches to be in the NFL. They mm. have to behave. They have to be a certain way. Not everybody's a Mike Tomlin. So why give it to EB? You'll never know. You got to give him a chance. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one, especially when once once EB actually get into a head coaching uh, spot, I, I think he's going to take off. I think, he, and I think that the the commanders are the right spot for him to take off because it's not a y'all not a team that's in the basement is struggling trying to figure out are y'all trying to tank or not. You know, what I mean, it's like. Although you know, I don't want that though, but that's a story for another. Because we, we, we know how you feel because you want Caleb Williams from USC or Drake May. But but again, if EB can do something, because Washington, we're not as bad as a football team as we think. We have a really good defensive line. You yes. know, Terry McLaurin is one of the top ten receivers in the NFL. Our biggest problem is our offensive line. Our offensive yes. line is just bad. Yes. Just just bad. God awful, but um, if EB can fix that to a, a lesser extent, I like it. So you know, just like the Commanders, man, we had we also going into a new offensive coordinator this year under Todd Munkin, and and so far I, I'm liking what I've seen. I seen that we are switching to now, not no longer power blocking. We switching into zone blocking now. 
which honestly, I think that was the Ravens' best success when we had when we was under um Jim Caldwell and mm-hmm. Gary Kubiak. When it was when we was under that zone blocking scheme and we was able to run the ball a little bit more effectively because that's what I feel like the Ravens is we're going to always be a run first team, you know, on the offensive side. But yeah, I feel like that now that Todd Munkin can now open up this offense and with all these offensive weapons that we have now, I can see I can see good things coming uh, uh, out of our camp. You know, just like as much as y'all see uh, EB can bring out uh, out of y'all camp. But speaking of EB, uh, before we switch it over, mm-hmm. what was your reaction on when some players were saying that they didn't like how EB coaching style is? I mean – my problem is they got to understand EB comes from a certain way. Now, EB can't be too hard on the players too much, though, because I don't want him running them under the ground. But you got to understand this is a dude that really means well. This is a guy that's going to motivate you, get the best out of players. This is the type of head coach. I believe he has all the makings to be an excellent head coach. This is a type of guy that not only knows play calls, that comes from a great coaching tree, but also is a leader, a leader of men. I mean, he's a type of coach I feel like he can get you to places that you never thought he can go. I just hate that with Ron Rivera. First of all, why would you admit that in public? You know, you, you shouldn't have done that. It's, I mean, the fact that you admitted that in public, it makes it look far worse us, we're going to continuously talk about it. We're going to have discussions like this. And I'm also glad that Tony Dungy came out and defended EB. You know, and, and it means a lot, especially for Tony Dungy, because we all know Tony Dungy, first black coach to win a Super Bowl, you know, Pro Football Hall of Fame. He understands the circumstances and the plight in which Eric Bieniemy is dealing with. So with the players, I'm not going to call them soft or anything like that. I've heard a lot of people who call them soft. I'm not going to do that because I don't know what it's like. But understand where EB's coming from. EB's about tough love. He's going to be tough. He's going to be hard. But at the same time, he's going to be the guy that's going to be there for you and motivate you and help you and help you get to places where you never thought you could imagine going. So that's what I hope the players understand, bottom line. Right, you know, I mean, it's it's your job to work hard. You know, you're a pro athlete. You supposed your to job work to coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I'm almost definitely with you on that one. All right, switch it over to my to my guys. You know, what I mean, we we've been a little thin in a lot of places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And cornerback is one of the places that we are very, very, very thin in. You know what I mean? And we so thin that Marlon Humphrey had went out with a foot surgery. Thank God it wasn't as bad as we all thought it was going to be. But it's still a month away from football. You know what I mean? And then also, by by him taking a step away, we had to go out and find another corner. And we had to go out here and sign one of your guys that was on was on Washington a couple of years ago. And um, Ronald Darby right. um, was a 2015 second-round pick out of uh, – well, second-round pick number 50. He played for the Bills, the Eagles. Like I said, he played for Washington – and the last before he hurt himself towards ACL last year with the Broncos was within week five. Um, I was a little skeptical about signing Darby, number one, because like I say, coming off an ACL injury and and it, it wasn't to my liking. You know what I mean? I felt like we shouldn't have let Marcus Peters go. 
I felt like we, we should have kept on fighting for Marcus Peters, but with the rumors going around that Marcus Peters and John Harbaugh really didn't get along. So I can kind of see why that departure did happen. But to be on the safety net, I would have kept Marcus Peters. You know what I mean? Especially Marcus Peters was already coming off an ACL injury just two years ago, and he was just making his way back. So right. I felt like we, we got rid of a player to get rid of to get another player that has the same injury. But I'm not going to count Darby out, man. I feel like he, as the Ravens always do, give people second chances. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, Darby got his got his uh, chance to shine like quickly because I'm pretty sure he's going to get some some bump in this preseason today. And and what was your take on Darby coming to the Ravens? And how was he any good with y'all in Washington in, in, in your perspective? I, I think he was okay. I think he was a little bit better with Washington than he was with the Eagles. I think, to your point, Marcus Peters, John Harbaugh. I mean, the, those two were clashing within each other. John Harbaugh's the head coach, John Bar- Harbaugh's production. So, of course, they're going to lean towards what John Harbaugh has to say, and they're going to let Marcus Peters out the door. Um, But I, I think Baltimore – you know, the defense is still going to be there. Um, secondary, that's been the concern with them. But I do think if Humphrey, if he can get back from injury, and if Darby can produce a little bit, that'll make it adequate, at best adequate for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm hoping because, you know what I mean? We've been signing corners left and right, man. We've been we signed all, I mean, yeah, uh, off the Brandon Carr, though. <laughs> Remember yeah. what Shannon Sharp used to call him Brandon used car. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't sign we didn't sign a lot of cornerbacks this offseason, man. And, and and I'm hoping that one of these corners can hit off because like I said, when Marlon since Marlon Humphrey is not going to be there in the beginning of the season, I'm pretty right. sure a lot of teams could we got Cincinnati week two. And you already know Cincinnati is a three-headed monster when it comes to wide receivers. So we already being thin. It's, it's not coming to our favor. So I'm going to need Darby to kind of hurry up and speed things up. I'm not saying that he need to go out here and, and hurt himself or anything in that nature, but I'm most definitely looking for him to actually show that. that. Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team. Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com. That veteran leadership that he was showing in Washington, you know what I mean? But but if you Baltimore, though, why not? If you've known for signing cornerbacks and that hasn't panned out, why not go into a different direction with the draft? Honestly, like I, I like Zay Flowers. You know what I mean? I, I I feel like the kid is going to do something special this year. But I, what I would have picked was, was Joey Porter Jr. 
I'd, I'd have picked him to go in yeah, the other well, side. You of, know Pittsburgh wasn't going to allow y'all to have him. You know that. I, I, I totally get it, but we had the chance to get him. And I, and I think did, that yeah, if, if Baltimore would have got him, it would have it would have helped us out when to stop looking for corners so much. You know what I mean? Now we don't have to keep keep going into people, third-string cornerbacks, trying to bring them over and let them to be our second-string cornerback. Mm-hmm. Now hopefully probably got to be first-string since Marlon Humphrey is not going to be here. So I, I think I'd have went and got Joey Porter Jr. You know what I mean? Like I said, no disrespect to Zay. Zay is going to be electrifying for us on the offensive side. But I felt like, you know, Marlon Humphrey is getting up there in age, number one. Um, number two, we still need that second corner that's going to – that can play that other side of Marlon. And then with all this shuffling around of trying to find our slot corner – we're going to want it, – it, it's just too much shuffling around for me. You know what I mean? We need a solidified number two corner, Um, hopefully in the draft. I don't know who's the top corner coming out next year, but we we most definitely need to start looking to – I think to, it's that LSU cornerback. You said I, LSU? Yeah, LSU. I, I don't remember his name, but I've heard Ryan Clark and I've heard Joe Burrow say this dude is legit. I don't remember his name, but if you look at him and if you watch some highlights of him on YouTube, he's it. But if you look at Baltimore, I did like the clowny signing. Yes. So that's big. I mean, you got an athletic dude. Yes. I mean, South Carolina, he seemed very happy. I mean, thank God he's no longer in Cleveland anymore. I mean, <laughs> we all know Cleveland. But um, in <laughs> Baltimore, this is a dude that can help you stop the run, get mm-hmm. you some sacks here and there. I like Clowney. I, the only problem with him is just durability. That's the only concern with him. Yeah, that's how I most definitely feel, too. I, I like the sign of Clowney. I feel like Clowney... He never had the chance to actually be the top pass rusher. You know what I mean? He came in with Houston with J.J. Watt. Then right. he went over to Cleveland with Miles Garrett. Then he went over to Seattle. I think they still have – um. oh, man, I forgot that edge rusher they got over there. But he was never – the There you go. He was mm-hmm. never the set number one edge rusher, nowhere to be gone uh, to where he has landed. So I'm thinking that now – we don't have a set edge rusher. We still relying on young guys like Owe and David Ojobo. So I feel like if if Clowney can be, he don't have to go out and wild me and get the TJ number sex. Because I already know that that's not in. Right. But if he can most definitely solidify, stop that run deep, that run that uh stop that run offense. And if he can at least touch the quarterback at least six times this year. I need him to at least get six sacks. I'm going to need him to at least get 10 quarterback pressures, something in that range, because if he can at least generate some type of um, um, some type of buzz and, and had an offensive line kind of shift his way, I think that will help out Owe and um, David Ojobe, Ojobo. Uh, I, I this think so. And not, only like, that, and not only that, you got Cleveland twice a year, and he is familiar with Deshaun Watson in their days in Houston. So I think if anybody who has bulletin board material on how to contain Deshaun Watson, why not Jadavion Clowney? So he could actually help in that regard. I want to talk to you about Roquan Swift. I like to do. What do you think about him? Oh, man. Ray Lewis in the making. I'm trying to tell you. I ain't going to say he's going to. 
I'm not going to say he's going to have the whole full-out year of Ray Lewis of, or her full career rate, but Ray Lewis S. I feel like he's the guy that can command attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to call out Agent Zero is what I'm going to call him all year because, because he's going to be on a mission to, uh, to lead our defense. So I feel like if, if Roquan can have a, a at least two more steps better than what he had last year, man, our defense because it helps it helps uh PQ and if if PQ can can most definitely follow in Roquan Smith, I believe that the Ravens and I'm gonna keep saying it that we have the best inside linebacker duo. As long as these guys can play off each other, as long as PQ can stay healthy, as long as PQ ain't going to let this contract, um, uh, the contract negotiations go through his head throughout the whole season. I understand it's going to be some times that you're going to think about that contract. You're going to feel like he's balling out and he lived up to that hype. But at the same time, if he can just play, if they can just play off of each other, man, I feel sorry for whatever AFC team has to go against my two linebackers, man. I swear, it's, it's going to be something special. But, like I said, I still need our edge rushers. I still need our defensive line, something that you guys have to get home to these quarterbacks, man. Yeah, I hear reports that y'all trying to get Chase Young. Yeah, it, it was it was some early reports uh, during the beginning of the camp that we was going – we was hopeful – we were thinking about trading PQ for Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, don't trade Patrick Queen. You got to keep him. That's the only way that I think this trade would be good for us, if we can keep Patrick Queen right along with Roquan Smith. Right. Then I'm saying that we it's potentially that fourth-round, third-round picks can can come uh, and bring Chase Young over here. But, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Chase Young is going to ball out this year for y'all. I think Chase Young is going to get a, a big contract, and it's going to come from y'all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because again, the command is we didn't pick up his fifth year option. Only concern with Chase Young is durability. And if we trade him, I'm not gonna lose Montez Sweat. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lose that dude. That dude has. You can't. I, I mean, that dude. I think he's gonna have a big year. I think he's gonna have a double digit sack season this season, probably around ten or eleven. Mm. I just think with yeah, you know, I, I really do. I really like Montez Sweat's ability because. All this talk about Chase Young, don't underestimate Montez Sweat, too. He can get after the quarterback. He's physical. He's got great size, great speed. I mean, he's gotten better over the years in Washington. We got something when it comes to our pass rush. Um, Our only concern is the linebacking situation. That's our concern. But um, speaking of Baltimore, let's talk about the offense for a second now. Y'all finally took care of Lamar Jackson, rightfully so. I think this will be Lamar Jackson's biggest year since the MVP season. I think if he could stay healthy, and considering with the weapons, with Bateman, Zay Flowers, um, Odell, if he can stay healthy, you've got the third best tight end, in my opinion, in Mark Andrews. Second. But you know, I, I got Kelsey and Kittle disagree. above them. <laughs> I got Kelsey and Kittle. I mean, I can't disregard Kittle. Uh Kittle, Kittle, my third. But you know what I mean. But I, I, I think Lamar, he can probably throw for almost four thousand this season with the offense and the offensive coordinator. 
I can most definitely see that. And I'm, I'm hoping that he really most definitely do throw 4,000 this year because that, that way he can get a lot of his criticism criticizers off his back. Because right now, that's what's holding Lamar back, that he has not thrown a 4,000-yard um, season yet. And I, and I feel like this is the year that he can potentially get it as long as that offensive line can protect him and as long as he can stay healthy. Because I don't think we're going to see too much of that uh, backyard football this year. I think that we're going to see a lot of Lamar staying um, in the pocket, staying poised, staying in control, going through his reads because um, he got a lot of reads this year. You know what I mean? He got, he, he got more options. He don't have to hurry up and make a quick look at Mark Andrews real quick or try to hurry up and, you know, do a little quick dump pass off to a running back. I think this is – long as the offensive line can block for him and, and, and stay uh, – keep the defense in front of him, I think that we most definitely will see Lamar throw 4,000 yards this year. And uh, um, how do you feel with uh, J.K. Dobbins? Because I think he's going to have a Pro Bowl season when healthy. I am glad that we took him off the pup list. I am glad that he's back. I am glad that um, that he's not going to let this uh, this contract negotiation keep dragging too far deep and before uh, right before the season starts. Um, hopefully that the Ravens can do something right by him by at least giving him a good contract uh, coming up this year. And I'm hoping that J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy so he can show that the Ravens, he is a good, productive, healthy running back when need be. Um, but I'm expecting big years out of J.K. Dobbins this year. You know mm. what I mean? I, I feel like that J.K. Dobbins will be a thousand yard back. Um, I feel like uh, he will be a multi-purpose running back. I think he's going to be in the top five coming behind like Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook um, when he's becoming as a multi-use uh, running back. So I, I see big things coming. And, and if that's going to happen, I can see that that will help Lamar get to that 4,000 yards, um, passing yards easily this year. But J.K. got to be all in and he got to be healthy. So speaking of running backs, let's, let's, let's switch it over to your side and your guy, Antonio Gibson. What you, what you expecting out of him this year? Well, he says he wants to be more incorporated in the passing game, and I think that could help him take the next step up. But I'm unsure about offensive line. I don't know about offensive line at all, man. I mean, they can't. I mean, they can't protect anybody. I mean, they can't protect Sam Howell. But I do like another running back, Brian Robinson. So okay. from Alabama, he could also run as well. I, I think the enemy is going to do a better job finding a way to utilize them. Uh, my concern offensively besides O-line and quarterback is the tight end spot. Now, I said on my podcast we should have found a way to draft Darnell Washington out of Georgia because Logan Thomas, he's getting up there in age. He's, what, 32 years old, coming off mm -hmm. injury, even though Darnell Washington had that injury. But I still felt like, we can't lose someone like him. He could be like a red zone threat at 6'7", 260. Um, but unfortunately, y'all Steelers, y'all, they drafted him. So um, Don't put no y'all over there, man. man. Hey, 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 Bryson, you're still this guy, uh, Pernell Man, man. <laughs> I, 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 I hate it. I hate it. I, I feel like the Steelers, him and Snoop probably found a way to talk them out of – 
talked him out of it and said, listen, we want Darnell Washington. But I hope next year, I mean, we probably, I hope we get a Brock Bowers. If we can't find a quarterback, we might as well get Brock Bowers. I wouldn't mind that at all. But I, I think Washington will have a solid season, maybe 6 and 11, 7 and 10 at best. Because when you look, because when you look at the NFC East, Devin, I mean, Philly, Dallas, New York. I believe the Cowboys. I I really hate trying to hype up Barry because I think I've told y'all how I feel about <laughs> Barry and his team. Dallas is going to win the division because one's the team in that division won it back to back years. So Philly, I believe Philly's going to take a step back. I think Philly's going to be the second best in the NFC East. Giants are going to finish third. Washington is going to finish fourth. Mm. That's how I look at it. Mm. Okay, so finishing fourth, you don't you don't really feel like Washington has no chance of even sniffing the playoffs this year. No, that I I, I told you I don't want that. I, I think for the new ownership with Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. It's going to take them some time. It's right. going to take them some time because, again, new ownership. So, of course, with new ownership, there's going to be changes. Changes with the players, changes with the personnel, changes with the coaches, everything that comes along the way. So it's going to take time in order for Washington to create a culture that is going to be conducive to winning for the next, I would say, five to six years at best. Okay. I give him at least five, six years to figure it out. All right, I got you on that one. All right, before we wrap this uh, pregame show up, man, let's 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 talk about some predictions of tonight. What are you looking for out of out of your commanders tonight, man? I just hope that for the I, I said it on my last week's show. I do think Sam Howe is going to struggle because that defense of Baltimore. Um. I just hope that the Washington's offensive line can find a way to give him enough protection. And in credit to Sam Howell, he's actually more mobile than you actually than I actually give him credit for. He can move around a little bit. I did like that um, nice touchdown pass he threw to Jahan Dotson. I think Dotson and McLaurin can be are an underrated wide receiver duo. You know, we'll have that conversation about them as one of the best wide receiver duos in the years to come. But I would like to see Sam Howell get more protection from the offensive line as for our defense how are we going to stop Lamar how are we going to contain the weapons because we saw some of the jointed practices we saw what Zay Flowers did with that nice route and um we did see Emmanuel Forbes step up against Odell Beckham Jr we did see the fights though we we did see Mark Andrews <laughs> becoming the second uh, becoming the, the next WWE in the making <laughs> But um, I, I think it's going to be a heavily contested game. I think Baltimore is going to win this one, probably 27-17. Hold on. You, who, who you got winning tonight? I got Baltimore. Woo! Hey, you know what, Fennel, man, you, you, you are most definitely welcome on my show anytime. Anytime you want to pick against your boys, you're most definitely welcome to come on to the show. just being honest. Yeah, because I don't think Lamar not going to get no bump tonight. Um. Tyler Huntley's not going to get no bump tonight also. Um, he's dealing with his hamstring injury that he tweaked last preseason. So we're going to get – the first half is going to be Josh Johnson. The second half is going to be Anthony Brown. 
And I think that that's where the, the commanders might catch us is when Anthony Brown in. I'm not trying to knock him, but Shorty is a turnover waiting to happen, man. And and I'm most definitely I'm, – I'm not trying to go a route against him, but I feel like that he's not – he didn't progress any from last year. So I, I'm dying to see how hopefully he can keep our streak alive. You know, be trying to go for that 25th win streak play, uh, preseason this year. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping right. that he can keep our streak alive. Um, let's go to some questions real quick because I've seen some um, for you. Okay. Yo, what it is, OG Matt, what it is. You know how the slogan go. Uh, what's, man, I had to bring the D.C. connection in, my man, because it, it's, it's the battle with the 95s, man. We, it, it, it's, it's D.C. versus Baltimore, man, and it's my guy, Pernell, man. Of course, I got to let my guy represent his team. Also, enjoying the stream. I am sorry for not knowing the co-host name. Could you know actually spelling about us? Uh, they want to touch you. They want you to talk about the ownership again, Pernell. And it ain't Pernell too, Don. Um, like I said, it's incredible. We um, I'm very happy with the new ownership with Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. I'm just glad that Daniel Snyder is no longer the owner. It's great for Washington, and more importantly, great for the NFL because we can finally move on and we can finally um, have something to look forward to. It's going to take us some time with the new ownership to create the culture that's conducive to winning. Um, I hope that Eric Bieniemy becomes the head coach, and moving forward, we be able to put some fans in the stands and hopefully turn around that stadium. Because I've told y'all before how the stadium is at FedEx. It's a disaster. And we need to find a way to bring back football to D.C. Not Maryland. Yeah. Not yeah. Landover, Maryland. No disrespect to Landover, Maryland. But back to D.C. I'm with you on that one, man. I'm with you on that. My guy, Ant, what it is, Ant, the Battle of the Beltway. Yes, sir. That's that's why we here, man. That's why we here. I think my boys will most definitely cap it off and get that 25th victory uh, for the preseason. Um, I can see it. Uh, I must give it 23-17. I feel like Washington will get a chance towards the end. Um, Y'all will have a fighting chance, but I feel like like you said, if that offensive line can most definitely put, uh, can't protect y'all quarterbacks on any whatever quarterback that's out there, I think y'all will have the most definitely struggling time. And with our uh, defense coming in the second year behind um, our defensive coordinator in this second year, I, I feel like he's in his groove. He found his mojo. Um, all he got to do is just find out what are we going to do in this cornerback situation. Um, I think once we figure out our cornerback situation, I feel like the Ravens defense will be strong with uh, addition of, of Clowney, with him being on our edge rusher, man, a name edge rusher, we, we most definitely need it. Because if Justin Houston was able to get 10 sacks last year for us, I feel like that uh, Clowney can at least get 10 sacks for us this year too also, man. Um, I think he'll get you eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, I'm not asking for him to be too much. You know what I mean? I'm just asking him to be at least be a force, be known, be present. Don't be how you was in, in, in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Right. That's all I wanted to say. I agree with Anthony. I agree. Uh, can, can you bring back Anthony's uh, comment again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. That'd be big time in order to for us to bring back RFK Stadium. 
Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Shout out to my man, Ant Man. He a Ravens fan, but he got he got a little bit of Washington uh history in his belt. Uh, that week one is almost here. Yeah. Yes, man. sir. We oh, also too. Can't wait for college football too. Let's not forget college football. Can't forget that too. <laughs> yes, sir. College football. And that's where we find out that who we look in the draft next year in the draft. You know what I mean? Uh, we got another question. Anthony Davis definitely agree. Got to get out of Lowell, Maryland. It is horrible to get out there, but that stadium is horrible. No disrespect, but just the truth. Yeah, my man for now already said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if y'all think I'm exaggerating, go look at the video of Jalen Hurts as he's about to leave the stadium, and fans are like falling out of nowhere. <laughs> so bad. All right, for now, man. Let's let's get the people your information, man. Where can they find you at? Um, where kind of uh, where can they get your Instagram or your social media platforms? Let the people know, man. Oh, um, sports PSP um commander's demand go check it out every wednesday nights 9 p.m i'm not gonna do a podcast um this week i'll do it next week though got because i gotta take care of some things but follow me instagram sports psp twitter sports psp facebook uh tiktok sports psp3 and also youtube sports psp i just finished the latest video on james harden um, the comments that he made about Daryl Morey. I also talked about the Michael Orr Tui situation. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff on the Sports PSP podcast, and we're also doing it every Friday nights, somewhere around 10 or 10:30 p.m. You know, just to give the audience some great entertainment and content and something to look forward to. All right, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. This man has some dope content on both his platforms. So I advise y'all to go out there. And follow my guy, follow the movement, because I guarantee y'all, if y'all not even not a Commanders fan, still <laughs> follow my man, because he's part of the Grid Network, and we always show love here at the Grid Network. You feel me? So, Pernell, man, I greatly appreciate you, man. I hope, <laughs> I hope your Commanders do lose tonight. I ain't even going to lie. Keep our streak <laughs> alive, man. So, I greatly appreciate you hopping Keep on, my alive. guy. Keep hope alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. I'll catch you later. Later, man. I see. My man, Don, see what we got. You are the podcast group of different cities, right? Y'all all make up. Yes, sir. We all are in different cities. We got some in New York. We got some in Vegas. We got some. Um, Hold on, everybody. Sorry for the. We got some in New York, Vegas, uh, Tennessee. We all over the place, you know what I mean? We got we got different different platforms, you know what I mean? Don, you know what? Since we on there, man, make sure y'all go out and check the Grid Network. Most definitely the dopest network out right now, you feel me? Right, we got most definitely got great shows. We, we got uh, Covered It Up with Bryson, Real Talks, uh, Clutch Sports with Ryan. We got All Even Sports Podcast with my guy, Bird. We got MMA and Out of the Cage with, with my guys, Eric and them. We have um, the latest podcast, The Forum. Um, we have, and we have my own MTMO Sports Podcast, all under the grid network. I guarantee y'all, it's a dope network you do not want to miss. I guarantee you will get great content from everybody. You feel me? So, as I sit here, wrap this uh, pregame show. 
up, man. I would like to thank everybody that was tuned in, that commented. Make sure y'all go like, share, share, and subscribe to the Grid Network, man. Because like I said, we always got the dope content on this network. You feel me? Um, make sure y'all go check out uh, my latest episode. Um, what was it? Uh, Back on the field. You know, what I mean, as I break down to the first preseason game, who I uh, who I got coming out, and who with the four guys who I believe should make an impact. Matter of fact, before I let y'all go, here's two guys to look out for for tonight. One I'm already talking about in Ronald Darby. Make sure this let's check out that cornerback position, and let's keep our eye all out on Keaton Mitchell, that running back. Shorty has been balling. I think that he 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 can might have. Uh, we might got something up his sleeve. I think that Shorty got something special. So that's my two guys to look out for. Um, also, remember to check back with me this Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as I go back to my normal time, as I give y'all the breakdown of this preseason game that's happening tonight, you feel me? So make sure y'all take your notes. Make sure y'all follow me up on Saturday morning, and we're going to have a great show, as we say, talk about the battle of the beltways, you know what I mean? The battle of I-95. Who going to come home? Will the Ravens still go undefeated in the preseason? Or will we get our first loss in the preseason? We will know by tonight, you feel me? So, as always, y'all know the slogan, yo, big trust, because you can't trust nothing else. Stay tuned. Baltimore, Ravens, Washington Commanders, tonight, 8 p.m. Tune in.